Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. We're going to talk today about um, fear and more specifically, what to do about this coronavirus. I feel like we've hit just now, um, hit some pretty interesting levels in what you see on the news if you're paying attention. Um, so I'm going to talk about this from a Bible perspective and what we do in response. Uh, the book of Job um, is kind of an interesting one. There's, a, I would say, the two books of the Bible where there's the, the most wrong doctrines that come out of the Bible is the book of Job and the book of Ecclesiastes. And the book of Job, because there's a conversation going on. And so you have Job and his three friends, and, and they're going back and forth. And this one's saying the one thing, and this one's saying the other thing. And so they quote everybody as right, but they're saying things that contradict each other. So this is where things like, uh, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away, blessed be the name of the Lord, right? They come from, you get quotes from that. And then, you know, a six-year-old, a six-year-old boy dies and people are like, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away, blessed be the name of the Lord. And that's not a Bible doctrine. There's a number of things that Job got wrong and his friends got wrong. They were, t- they were having a conversation. So anyway, but at the beginning of the book of Job, this is a pretty interesting one, but at the beginning of the book of Job, chapter 1, it says, um, it goes down, it talks about everything that he has. And it says in uh, Job 1.4, And his sons would go and feast in their houses, each on his appointed day, and would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. So it was when the days of feasting had run their course that Job would send and sanctify them. And he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did regularly. So we see a couple of things. We see Job understands the the importance of the the, the blood sacrifice that got that Job knew from tradition from from Adam downwards in the same way that God did for Adam, where it says he God made him skins. Right? There was a sign that he understood the blood covenant. It's actually what was the kind of the placeholder how God could consider a man righteous before Jesus came. I'm not going to spend time talking about that, but. This was actually, I believe, the open door to Job's life. Job was fearful, you know, maybe my sons have done something wrong, and he was sacrificing regularly to maybe do something, where, where it should have been that they were, if they've done something wrong, they're doing it for themselves. So it was an open door for fear. So I want to start by saying, number one, is fear opens the door. Uh, Isaiah 54, um, verse 13 uh, and 14, uh, 13 and 14, and it says, and you shall be established. Um, well, it says that uh, your children will be taught of the Lord and great will be the peace of your children. And then it says, You're, you will be established in righteousness. You will be far from oppression for you will not fear and from terror for it shall not come near you. And that's, an, that's a, a very telling verse because it says four. It says you will be far from oppression. Basically, you will be far from oppression because or the reason why is you shall not fear. Fear is a spirit. When you allow fear to grip your heart, when you allow fear into your mind, you basically allow an open door for what the devil has. Fear is, a, is, is designed. You have to remember when the Bible says fear is a spirit, a spirit is a personality without a body. So it's not a, I don't want to, I don't want to call it a person so much because part of what we describe as personhood is that you have a body, right? But a demon is a personality. The part of you that's eternal is similar to the part of the demon that's eternal and that you last forever. It has a personality. It does things, 
right? So um, the spirit of fear, let me say it this way. When he comes, he, the spirit of fear comes, his job is to, is to number one, torment. But he basically makes it where you're to not fulfill the call of God for your life. And so when it comes to things like this, like coronavirus, really like anything, um, the, the open door is fear. There's practical things that you should do. I th- I, you know, you wash your hands. You sh- I mean, you should do that anyway. Hopefully, I would like to thank my po- these podcast listeners that listen to the Ryan and, Yust- and Krista Yusta podcast are people who wash their hands. Have you ever been in a public bathroom and someone comes in, uses the bathroom and doesn't pass by the sink? You're like, are you, you touching stuff? You touch the table, you touch the back of your chair. What's wrong with you? But anyway, you wash your hands, you know, do things to build your immune system, but ultimately understand it for what it is. It's something that's there to promote fear. If the devil can get people in fear, even if they don't get infected with this virus, he gets them to a place of fear. So I want to give you some some tips. And I know you may have heard some of these before. But number one is what you think about matters. The way what you spend your time thinking about matters. If you're uh, if you're spending your days thinking about the coronavirus, imagining what would happen if I got sick. You hear news: Tom Hanks and his wife now have the coronavirus. The NBA is postponing their season. Like this got real, real for a second. Very real, oh, quick, right? You, people in Europe can't travel to the U.S. Travel ban for right now. Like things escalated quickly here. But if you spend your time thinking about this. If you spend your time filling your eyes with the accounts, I, I, I pulled up and looked because this is my topic for this, but this is really the first time I've, I've, I've put this in front of my eyes. There's people I know who stay educated and who stay filled in, but I'm not that person. Why? Because first of all, right now I'm running a healing school. So if I came home from a healing school and I'm preaching, have faith in God, only believe, don't doubt, don't be afraid, only believe, you know, fear contradicts belief. Jesus said in Mark 5, 36, don't be afraid, only believe. And so he gave two instructions, what to do and what not to do. If you're trying to be in faith and believe God that he's going to protect you according to Psalm 91, then one of the other instructions is not just believe, it's don't fear. If you focus your eyes on the problem, the problem gets bigger. If, if you spend the next day thinking about how you're not as good looking as someone else, and you trained yourself to spend even five hours in comparing yourself to, to you know, whoever it is, you're going to feel less about yourself. You're going to feel like, man, that it's all of a sudden, it, sh- it might have been something you never thought about, but if you give it time, it becomes a bigger thing. So number one, watch out. What's that old song? Be careful, little children, what you see. And it's, and it's so true. The Bible says in Romans 4, 17 through 20, that Abraham grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. What are you putting your eyes on? The Bible says in Hebrews 11, 8, that, that Abraham was called out. He didn't know where he was going, but he went. And so you've put your eyes on the promised land. The promised land is supernatural health, but it isn't automatic. It isn't just like I'm automatically healthy. There's steps you take. Isaiah 7, 9 says, if your faith is not firm, I cannot make you stand firm. But what you look at matters. What are you spending your time thinking about and looking at? If you're thinking about and looking at Psalm 91, you're going to be, man, I'm, I'm in peace. I'm feeling strong. 
this thing's not come. You'll be growing in strength in the things of God. If you're spending your time looking at, at who's got infected, doing research, hearing the reports of what type of virus it is, looking for videos from, from China, if you're spending time digging, this thing is going to become something that's big in your mind. And then it becomes this thing where you look and you think coronavirus and you think, oh no. And then you think, well, Jesus will heal me. But really, the voice of the coronavirus is speaking bigger. So this is what all of life is as a Christian, is there's, an, there's, an, there's a uh, circumstance that comes that opposes the word of God. But then what you do, you dial in on the word of God. This is one of the big problems is many people are just distracted. You, you, you maybe don't spend a ton of time looking at the coronavirus, but you do just, uh, there's no time spent looking at the word. And so you, what you do instead is you fill your, I'm giving you a recipe for success in life right now. You fill your heart with the word of God. You pick out scriptures like that one, Isaiah 54. I will be far from oppression. And you take it personally, for I will not fear. And, and from terror, for it shall not come near me. I love the wording in that. I will be far from oppression. I'm not going to toe the line between oppression and, and, and health. I'm not going to toe the line between uh, being healthy and being strong and being sick. I'm going to be far from oppression. So what do I do? I meditate in the word. It says, he who dwells, Psalm 91, in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. And then I'll go down here and it says, uh, you shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. I heard, um, I think it was John G. Lake say, faith leaves your spirit confident. If you have to ask yourself, is my spirit confident about this? And if the answer is, I don't feel fully confident, if I'm being honest, it's not confident, it won't take long. You fill your heart with the word. Instead of looking at the coronavirus, you reject the news. And for three days, you fill your heart with the word. A thousand will fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand. You, you'll, you'll look at the word in a new light. Bless the Lord. It, I, I'm the one. It doesn't matter if 11,000 people die around me. I'm, I'm the one who's making it. Why? Because a thousand will fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it will not come near to me. That's what it means to dwell in this. This stuff doesn't happen automatically. You go after it with your faith, but it's a decision that you make. First of all, what are my eyes seeing? What are my thoughts thinking about? What you look at, what you think about, ultimately will affect what you believe. If you look at the word, if you think about the, the word, you'll believe the word. If you look at the circumstance, you think about the circumstance, you'll believe the circumstance more than the word. You spend your time with your eyes on God. Don't allow fear any place in your life. Fear is the enemy. I think it was Winston Churchill who said, the only thing to fear is fear itself. Praise the Lord. That ain't in the Bible, but I like it. I like that one. The Bible says, perfect love casts out fear. So you don't open the door. You don't open the door to fear. You don't open the door to the devil. So I want to tell you, this is what you do. I already give you a couple pointers, but just to sum them up, keep your eyes on the word, speak the word, and believe the word. When you believe it, speak it. Hey, I'm the healed of the Lord. I got a strong immune system. It's not coming near me. A thousand will fall on my side, 10,000 in my right hand. It'll not. The Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. You activate your health 
by your words. You activate who you are by your words. You imagine yourself healthy. Nothing. It's not coming near me. It's not coming near my family. And so you, you, you look at fear for what it is, a plan for the devil to get inroads into your life. I'm not having it. I don't care if we run out of toilet paper and people are freaking out. I'm, I'm not having it. I'm a Christian. I'm not a human. We Christians, we don't get the coronavirus. Not how that works. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you in the mighty name of Jesus for a supernatural covering and protection on all your people. Lord, you be about them as a wall of fire that no harm and evil will come near them. Father, I thank you for your word, which is lamp to our, to our feet and a light to our path. Father, we take you at your word. We thank you that you said a thousand will fall on our side, 10,000 on our right hand, but will not come near us. I speak to any spirit of fear that's grabbed, uh, grabbed a hold of God's people right now in the name of Jesus. Spirit of fear, you go in Jesus' name. And I thank you for the peace of God that comes in the name of Jesus. I want to tell you, we're on the winning team. You've got God on your side. He's with you. He's for you. Who can be against you? I love you. Thanks for joining us. We will see you on the next podcast.